Welcome to podcast number one on universal health care, presented by the Medical Podcast Network. My name is Mark Ravis, and I am honored to be your host. The system of health care in the United States is a national disgrace. Even after Obamacare, it's hard to get appointments. People are going into medical debt and going bankrupt because of medical bills. People are fearful of economic devastation caused by illness. And if this were not enough, countries around the world are outperforming us on key measures of health, and we are spending a fortune on health care. In these podcasts, we intend to arm you with the facts and arguments that will succeed in forcing the inevitable demise of the present system and the inevitable adoption of a health care system Americans deserve. Before we take a deep dive into our subject, let me tell you a little about myself. I have been a trial lawyer in California for over 30 years. I am also a licensed physician with formal training in internal medicine. I have also been academically trained in public administration and public policy. In terms of medical practice and experience, I am not coming to you from some academic ivory tower but from hard experience on the front lines of patient care in a variety of public and private medical centers. As a lawyer, I come to you from tough battles in the courtroom. In my law practice, I have represented ordinary people against health insurance companies and pharmaceutical companies against HMOs and other such entities. I have also represented doctors and nurses and hospitals in various types of litigation. My law practice has also included civil rights litigation, and I currently serve as a legal advisor to two mainstream civil rights organizations. I mention this because, as we will see in these podcasts, universal health care is also a civil rights issue. I am familiar with the daily struggles of ordinary people the daily struggles for economic survival. And I know something of life and death on the streets of our communities of color. I am familiar with people dying because they can't afford care or can't find timely care. And I know that if you are poor, you are very likely to be disrespected by the providers of care and very likely to fall through the many cracks in the system. I am ashamed to say that this is America. I'm going to tell you the way it really is in these podcasts. You always hear straight talk from me and my guests. As a housekeeping matter, before we launch into today's topic, I want to acknowledge the works of many scholars and many research organizations whose uh, works have been used in preparing these podcasts. They're all credited on our webpage. You will find them to be excellent sources of additional information if you are inclined to take a deeper dive into the podcast topics. Let's start by making something perfectly clear. This podcast takes the position that access to health care is a fundamental right to which all Americans are entitled. You may consider me to be completely partisan on this issue, and you will be right. There are no ifs, ands, and buts. Healthcare is a fundamental human right. Again, I and this network take the position that this country, our beloved country, must have a system of universal healthcare as a matter of right, 
not privilege. And that right must be realized with a system that delivers health care to everyone who needs it, regardless of ability to pay. You can call it a Medicare for All system or a public option. We will talk about those approaches. Universal health care is not a new or radical idea, and it is not socialism. What it really is, is just plain fair, and we deserve it. Although we are partisan in support of universal health care, we are not partisans in the sense that we are advocating a Democratic or Republican position. This is an issue that vastly transcends party politics. We're going to be talking about facts, life and death, people living and dying, not partisan politics, except as may be necessary to understand how we got into this mess of a system in the first place and how to get out of it. So we invite you to listen and become a partisan fighter yourself. Join us in a fight well worth having. It is, after all, a fight that will play a major role in helping millions of people obtain medical security and helping them live longer and healthier lives. In short, we are proud to take a stand in favor of free access to medical care for all Americans. And we are proud to fight the necessary battles to make it happen. If we succeed, which we will, we will be helping millions of people and we will save millions of lives. It is, in a very real sense, a struggle to preserve the social fabric of our country. Well, now you know who I am and where I stand, so let's move on. You'll hear a lot of people say that American health care is the best in the world. I regret to tell you that this is not true. The U.S. system of health care is disjointed and dysfunctional and ranks last or near last on the most important measures of health care. We have had a 70-year experiment with a system of for-profit health care institutions, namely insurance companies, and that experiment has failed. Even our experience with so-called nonprofit hospitals and hospital chains and other nonprofits has failed as well. Compared to the 11 most developed countries in the world, our peer nations, if you will, we rank 11th out of 11 in actual health care outcomes. Outcomes refers to the rate of death from diseases that can be prevented or treated with health care. We rank dead last in access to health care and in equal care provided to all people, regardless of their socioeconomic status. We are next to last in administrative efficiency. In terms of preventable deaths, we rank last. These figures come from the Commonwealth Fund. According to Bloomberg, comparing average life expectancy among 195 nations, we rank 64th. The U.S. was tied for 35th place out of 75 total countries in death rate amenable to health care. We tied with Estonia and Montenegro. We beat Lebanon, which came in 36th place. Unfortunately, we were beaten by Croatia and Kuwait, who tied for 34th place. Compared to economically advanced peer nations, we come in dead last in life expectancy. Add to all of this the fact that we are spending a bloody fortune on health care, 
far more than any other developed modern country. We spend almost twice the median per capita cost and a far greater percentage of gross national product on health care. Yet, we have fewer physicians and hospital beds per capita than most developed nations. We have about 32% of the population either uninsured or underinsured. The U.S. spends more on health care as a share of the economy, nearly twice as much as other economically developed countries. Say we spend approximately 17% of our national income on health care. Compare that to New Zealand and Australia, spending around 9.3%. If you can believe it, we have about 4% of the world's population, and yet we spend about 40% of all the money in the world spent on health care. That's hard to imagine. For all that money, we have the highest chronic disease burden and an obesity rate that is two times higher than other economically developed countries. We have the highest number of hospitalizations from preventable causes and the highest rate of avoidable deaths. This list goes on and on, and we will discuss them in these podcasts. On top of all these other statistics I just mentioned, our average life expectancy has fallen to about 77 years, compared to 80 to 84 years in our peer countries. And this life expectancy figure is much worse, unfortunately, for our communities of color. In short, we are the least healthy country in the developed world. This is no surprise when you consider that it is estimated that between $500 billion to over $1 trillion of our health care dollars ends up in the pockets of for-profit insurance companies, for-profit hospitals, pharmaceutical companies, and countless benefit managers. What does it all mean? It means that we have been the victims of a real con job by the health insurance companies, and it means we're getting ripped off. Now, we need to change this. We need to change it now. We need and we deserve a very different and much better system of health care. We may absolutely have brilliant doctors and nurses and the best equipment in the world, But when they are forced to perform in a dysfunctional system, the results are poor, very poor. Let me tell you from personal experience that doctors are wasting their time trying to navigate a system that doesn't make sense, a system that is intended to frustrate them and their patients. They are spending at least 12% of their revenue filling out claim forms and fighting with insurance companies. The insurance companies employ thousands of people whose entire job is to find some reason to reject payment of your hospital, doctor, or pharmaceutical bills. In 2018, for example, it is estimated that approximately $256 billion was wasted on so-called administrative expenses. We need a different system, a system that makes sense, one that is streamlined, one where the parts work together. If we do this, Our excellent doctors and nurses will be able to deliver excellent care. And we will also obtain the full benefits of our technological superiority. The fundamental moral principle that should form the basis of any new system is that no one should be denied needed medical care. Universal health care is the solution. It works 
and it is inevitable. The issue of universal health care cuts across party lines. No matter what your political persuasion, you should want a better health care system. Thank you for listening. In the next podcast, we will begin discussing how our health care system came about.